Welcome to another T-Rex Talk. Today we're going to be talking about death and taxes. Actually, we're not really going to be talking about death, except for the fact that taxes, kind of in their own way, actually, are death. Death to a number of businesses, a number of business ideas, um, particularly our current tax system. Uh, the reason I'm talking about taxes, thinking about taxes, is last week the federal legislature passed the Inflation Reduction Act which um, I don't really follow exactly how it's going to reduce inflation, but it is going to increase federal revenue by an expected $740 billion, uh, mostly by changing tax code. Now, technically, this is not as bad a bill as it could have been. This is essentially a pared-down version of the Build Back Better bill, brought to you by the Biden administration and also the letter B. That was going to be a considerably more expensive bill. This bill actually intends to generate some revenue by increasing uh, significant tax penalties on oil and gas, but also, interestingly enough, on drug manufacturers. Something happened over the last couple of years that caused drug manufacturers, especially manufacturers that made uh, injectable drugs, to make a ton of money. Way, 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 way more money than they usually make. Thanks largely to government programs. And now the government actually wants some of that money back. So theoretically, there's going to be significantly increased taxes on certain pharmaceutical companies. And there's going to be increased tax rates for those companies that are over a billion dollars in profits. This is pretty much in line with all the talk about increasing taxes on billionaires so that uh, they can pay everybody else's fair share, even though there's only a few hundred billionaires in the United States and uh, a lot, a lot of very expensive government programs that they would have to cover pretty much single-handedly at this point. Because the Inflation Reduction Act doesn't just generate revenue, it also costs quite a bit because it offers a whole bunch of tax credits for various green energy, uh, and it also offers a bunch of tax credits for Medicare-type stuff. So that's how a lot of those pharmaceutical companies can make their money back uh, after the government taxes it from them in this sort of merry-go-round. But most of the conversation about the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 is the fact that it is going to expand the IRS budget by about $80 billion, which is estimated to, over the next 10 years, increase the uh, IRS agents by about 87,000 new IRS agents. And the IRS currently has about 78,000 full-time employees, so adding another 87,000 is going to bring the grand total to 165,000. Now, just for reference, there are about 700,000 law enforcement officers in the United States right now. That includes everybody uh, essentially with a badge and arrest powers, some of whom already work for the IRS, generally in their criminal investigation department. So it's just kind of fascinating to me that we currently have 700,000 law enforcement officers, and the IRS is going to soon have as its total workforce 165,000 people just just to collect our taxes. The other widely discussed piece of IRS news from the last week was uh, a job listing on the irs.gov website. And they're specifically looking for those uh, criminal investigators for their CID group. And non-surprisingly, they're looking for people who are not only willing to do the accounting type work and investigate uh, tax fraud, but also carry a gun and be willing to use deadly force. The internet had a lot of fun with this particular job description, which got taken down, and enough people were looking for it that apparently it crashed the site uh, at one point. 
It also generated a whole bunch of memes, but none of them were as good as what Thomas Massey posted. Thomas Massey actually found footage of some CID agent training. And uh, what's fascinating is not only was this just training, but this was actually apparently recruitment footage. There's a whole bunch of uh, folks wearing CID vests that say IRS CID on the top and then police on the bottom. And they were doing weapons training. And I use that in the very loosest possible sense of the term. Um, They had blue guns. They were in some sort of large government building, unsurprisingly, and they were practicing entering buildings with weapons drawn and uh, using deadly force to get people to comply and uh, and then put handcuffs on them. And what's fascinating is uh, not only was the training terrible, a lot of people teacupping, uh, tremendous amounts of flagging, Uh, Just FYI, if you have a whole bunch of IRS agents going into a room, they should not all have their guns drawn, pointed at each other's backs as they go in single file. But apparently this footage was released as a recruitment aid. The IRS is desperate to find more criminal investigators. They're trying to get young accountants interested in joining the IRS by showing this much cooler fun side where you get to uh, use deadly force against your fellow Americans and uh, do terrible CQB. It's really pretty terrible on a whole bunch of different levels. But one of them is that uh, it was just a couple of weeks ago that Thomas Massey was arguing with a whole bunch of people who were trying to pass, and they eventually did pass, H.R. 1808, the new assault weapons ban of 2022. Now, it was only passed in the House, Uh, Time will only tell whether it makes it through the Senate, but based on the fact that the Senate, uh, the Republican-controlled Senate, did in fact pass this Inflation Reduction Act, I'm not super confident about them shutting down the assault weapons ban of 2022. It all just depends on what the polls look like as we go into the midterms. But anyway, a couple weeks ago, a whole bunch of Democrats were arguing that a major, major, major problem in the United States was gun manufacturers allowing young people to see images of guns, which would then trick them into wanting to own these guns. I think they call it advertising. Meanwhile, the IRS is doing the exact same thing, showing a bunch of people wearing IRS CID bulletproof police vests and mishandling blue guns so that they can entice young accountants to join the hip, cool, fun, new, exciting side of the IRS that is full of action I need to make sure that I put a link to some of that footage in the description down below so that you can have a look at it. It's um, it's really pretty amazing. If you uh, are a T-Rex Arms follower, which you probably are if you're listening to this podcast, you have seen a lot of CQB footage in your time. Some good, some bad, but probably nothing quite as cringeworthy as this. So, uh, So you'll enjoy that. Now, it's a lot less fun to think about those 87,000 new auditors uh, running a whole bunch of new audits, which is what they are going to be required to do. The bill demands that the IRS run twice as many audits, which, by more than doubling their workforce, they should pretty easily be able to do. And for those of you who are worried about this... Uh, We are assured that these agents are only going to be auditing people who make more than $200,000 a year. However, I actually find that really, really hard to believe because currently the IRS, if you look at the statistics on the audits that they are currently running, about half of them are on people who are making less than $75,000 per year. 
The reason is that as much as the government likes to talk about taxing the rich, making sure that people who have more money than you will pay for the things that you want, it's much, much easier to go after the little guy. People who make less than $75,000 a year are more likely to have filed their own taxes and they're more likely to make mistakes and they're less likely to hire a tax attorney when you audit them. Obviously, the Elon Musks of this world generate more revenue for the IRS, but if your job is to go after mistakes and generate revenue through fines, you're obviously going to have better luck going after people that don't have their whole team of accountants watching their back. I saw a really interesting map, actually two maps the other day on Twitter. This is another thing that I will try to look for. One map was a whole bunch of United States districts shaded based on uh, diversity. The areas with the most Caucasians were white, and then the areas with the darker people were shaded darker. And then next to it was a map of the exact same districts, and it was shaded darker based on number of IRS audits per capita. And believe it or not, those two maps looked almost identical. And I think the reason why this is, is not actually because the IRS is systemically racist, even though there's been a lot of talk about uh, all of American government being that way. I think it's actually kind of the same thing that we talked about with the income. If you go after demographics of people who are statistically less likely to have tax attorneys, you're going to have a much easier time auditing those people, finding mistakes in their tax returns, applying the appropriate fines, gathering the revenue, and then closing those cases. For a lowly IRS agent, or, you know, 150,000 or so of them, that's going to be a much more appealing thing to do with your time than wrangle with Elon Musk's 50 or 60 high-level tax attorneys. There are only so many billionaires, and there are a whole bunch of Americans running their own small businesses, filing their own taxes, and... Because current U.S. tax code is so huge and so complicated, certainly making mistakes. Now, technically, there's only a couple thousand pages of tax law that has been passed by Congress, but the IRS has written their own regulations. They write them so fast that I have no idea uh, how many pages there are today. But in 2010, it was well over 70,000 pages of IRS regulations that you are bound by. And they're adding new pages of regulations way faster than they're even adding new IRS agents uh, to bust you on the mistakes that you're making on the stuff that you can't even keep up with. So let's look at some numbers. Obviously, the IRS does more than just audit people. They also just collect taxes in general. I'm going to be using 2019 numbers because... Those are some of the last numbers that I have that are relatively solid. Stuff gets pretty confusing a couple of years ago. And uh, again, I can't really remember why that was. But in 2019, GDP for the United States was $21 trillion. There's a few different ways of calculating GDP. Uh, we'll get back to that later. In 2019, the IRS raised uh, or confiscated $5 trillion from the United States population. So that's almost a quarter of all the money that we made as a country going into the United States government pot. That year, about 143 million Americans paid taxes. So on average, they paid $30,000 each. Now, the U.S. government employees, on the other hand, number about 22 million. 
That means that well over 20% of every dollar that was made in America got taken by the United States government, and a huge chunk of it went into the paychecks of way less than 10% of the population. Obviously, the government spends money on a whole bunch of different things besides bureaucrats, but that's where a huge chunk of the money goes. But there's an additional cost that doesn't get talked about a whole lot. Obviously, the United States government counts the $5 trillion that they took from people in 2019. But there was a study published uh, by George Mason University that says tax compliance costs up to $1 trillion per year. So out of that $21 trillion of 2019 GDP, the government took Five trillion to use for itself, and one trillion was just completely wasted in the compliance process. Apparently, that's $300 billion just in accounting costs alone. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, well, that money isn't technically wasted because it is going to pay these accountants. It's going to pay for a whole bunch of people who have families to feed. But that is a flawed way to look at it, because all of these people could be doing work that they're getting paid for that actually generates value instead of just maintaining compliance. For example, uh, we have an accountant at T-Rex Arms, and he spends a pretty big chunk of his time doing merely compliance stuff. And the rest of his time, he spends generating actual value for the company. Value that you, if you're listening to this podcast, or possibly a T-Rex customer, oftentimes gets passed down to you. You would far rather, just like I would, that he spends much more of his time generating value for the company by figuring out how we can save money here, be more efficient there. But all of the time that he spends just working on tax code compliance is time that generates zero value for the company, zero value for the customer, and zero value for the country. That trillion dollars of tax compliance cost does not go into anything valuable. It is literally just busy work. There was a 2011 study where the IRS estimated that individuals spent more than 3 billion hours just working on their personal deductions. And businesses spent another nearly 3 billion hours working on their deductions. So that's 6 billion hours of work that could have been spent doing something productive. Instead, it was just paperwork to try to stay out of trouble. The 3 billion hours that regular Americans like you and me spend working on our own taxes is time that was just completely wasted. And the 3 billion hours that accountants spent working on business deductions was time wasted, but time that that business also had to pay them for. And then, this is where things get a little bit confusing, all of that money that was spent on compliance actually gets added to the GDP. It isn't actually real value, but it gets counted that way. That's why GDP is actually kind of hard to calculate because there's a whole bunch of different metrics for what you would put in and different algorithms for calculating what it is that you actually count. And it's really hard to tell what of the financial activity that was going on actually generated value and how much of it was just paying people for busy work because they would go to jail if they didn't. And the overall tax burden is also really hard to calculate. A lot of it has to go into how you actually want to account for something called currency velocity, which really affects things like sales tax. For example, if I spend 100 bucks to buy something, the guy that I bought it from only gets $90 because 10 of those dollars are immediately collected as sales tax. He takes his $90 that very afternoon and buys something else, nine of which immediately goes into sales tax. The guy that he bought something from now has $81. He buys something and pays eight bucks in sales tax. 
Even though sales tax is only 10%, the $100 that I originally spent has now cost my local community $27 in sales tax. Theoretically, a bunch of that comes back to my community, but it probably just goes into the school system, which we can talk about later. But the point is this, all of the people who are defending the IRS or the new Inflation Reduction Act by saying that the IRS is not going to get out of hand, it's just going to do more of what it's already doing, are missing the point. The burden that our current tax code is on individuals and businesses in this country are huge, and the drag that tax compliance puts on all of us is also huge. The fact that a few billionaires can hire an army of lobbyists to create loopholes for themselves and then an army of tax attorneys to use those loopholes is not proof that the IRS has not already gotten out of hand. The IRS, as it exists today, spending half of its time chasing people who make less than $75,000, collecting almost a quarter of our nation's GDP, and then wasting another 5% on top of it just in making us jump through the hoops, is a perfect example of how our government has become far too big and far too top-heavy. Next year, the Biden administration will probably introduce the Reduce Government Overhead Bill, uh, which will hire another 10 million bureaucrats to make the government less top-heavy, and they'll start working on that just as fast as we can hire them. It would be at least as effective as gun bans and the Inflation Reduction Act. <laughs> 